You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. This morning, I just want to talk to you a little bit about uh, who's, who's praying, who's praying uh, as we are in service right now. Who is it that's praying uh, that we don't know of? And so um, I'm going to turn your attention to the book of Acts, and we're going to um, take our lesson and message from there. Uh, but the, the, book, the book of Acts isn't about superstar preachers. It's, in fact, it's actually just about ordinary Christians uh, who are wanting to tell people about Jesus Christ. And uh, you can see that all throughout the book of Acts. And the Bible just, you know, speaking about Philip, for example, he said he just opened his mouth and began the same scripture and preached unto the Ethiopian eunuch about Jesus. This is the type of people that you see and we read about in Acts, uh, the book of Acts. You, you hear the story of, 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 uh, of Saul who... Uh, Saul wasn't a very, very good person. He was doing a lot of bad stuff. And uh, while he was going to do some more bad stuff, he's struck down by a bright light. And, and the Lord uh, has a, a dramatic conversion for, for Saul of Tarsus. And, and, and it's, it's just an ordinary person that's part of that. Saul, he, he's known. Saul's known as not a very, very good lad. But uh, it's, it's Ananias that's part of Saul's conversion that prays for Saul and his eyes are open and the Bible says it was like scales dropped from his eyes and he could then see again. And, but it's, it's just an ordinary person, Ananias. We don't hear a lot about him. We, all we know is that the Lord asked Ananias to pray for Saul and, and he wasn't too excited about that at first. Uh, but he said, this is, my, this is my brother Saul, Ananias states, and just an ordinary person. You look at Acts chapter uh, 9, and it's, it's Barnabas who, who uh, is, is brought before the apostles. And Barnabas is such a, a help in the ministry, and he's, he's, he's such an assistance when it comes to with Paul and Paul's life. And he, be, he essentially becomes a, a Paul the main character. But in the background, you have people like Barnabas. You can see this throughout the whole book of Acts. And so it's not built this morning on uh, a book of superstars or, or you know, uh, top name preachers or, or great evangelists. Or, it's just built on ordinary people who did extraordinary things through the power of Jesus Christ. And you, you get to the life of Peter. And if you're in the teaching class, we talked about it a little bit in the teaching class, how he was... He was, uh, I mean, he was on board in one minute, and then he was, he was a mess the next minute. I'll never leave you, Jesus. And then within a short time, he's denying him three times. He's, he's pretty dramatic and impulsive, and he has all kinds of things in his life. And, and, and it's, it's this ordinary man, Peter, that God uses to preach the day of Pentecost. And, 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 and then you see in Acts chapter 10, he's, 
he's up on his housetop and he's uh, he's having a, a vision and he's in a he's in a trance. He's uh, he he sees a a sheet come down from heaven and and it's and it's Peter that experiences this uh, uh, a, a great revelation that that Jesus wanted to reach not just the Jews but all 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 cultures. And you see this uh, incredible experience happen to uh, just an ordinary person while he's. He's uh, having a little fiesta. <laughs> you have those? Hope no one's having one right now. But you have this ordinary, just ordinary people who are used by the Lord. And it's not like there hasn't been all kinds of prophecy in Scripture of the Old Testament that tells us that it's not just going to be for one group of people. You can go all the way back to Genesis 22. And it says, In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. He's speaking to Abraham. Isaiah 49 uh, uh, and verse 6, And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant uh, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Isaiah 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Malachi 1, it says, uh, for, for from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. So it's not like, it's not like they didn't have prophecy. They knew the Old Testament. They, they knew that this wasn't just going to be for one group of people. Uh, uh, but how was the rest of the world going to have their lives transformed by ordinary people Doing extraordinary things. Folks, that's, that's who makes up the church today. Ordinary people that God's using to do extraordinary things. But I've got a question for you. Who's praying right now that we don't know is praying for an ordinary person to come and do an extraordinary thing. Who is it that's uh, maybe awoke in the middle of the night last night wondering what they're going to do with their life and how their family is going to be spared and how the situation in their home is going to be resolved and how they're going to handle the health crisis and what they're going to do financially. Who is it that's praying right now as I preach the word of God that somebody, an ordinary person, is going to do an extraordinary thing through the power of Jesus in their life? See, because while this was all happening that I have stated to you already, in the meantime, Cornelius was praying. 
while Jesus was speaking forth the promise of the Holy Ghost to his disciples, Cornelius was praying. While the disciples were watching the Lord ascend up into heaven, while that incredible event is taking place, Cornelius is praying. While the eleven, they're choosing Matthias to take the place of Judas, and they're trying to get a twelfth disciple while that's happening, Cornelius is praying. While the believers were waiting in the upper room for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, while that was happening, Cornelius was praying. See, while the Holy Ghost was falling and they were being filled uh, with the evidence of speaking in another tongue uh, for the very first time, uh, Cornelius was praying. Peter was preaching an incredible sermon on the day of Pentecost. Cornelius was praying. 3,000 people were added to the church in one day at that, that great event of Pentecost. Yet Cornelius was praying. The lame man, amen, is leaping and dancing his way all the way into the temple. And Cornelius is praying. Peter and John are standing before the council and they're standing their ground on why they're preaching in Jesus name and while that's happening Cornelius was praying Ananias and Sapphira they're lying to the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 5 but Cornelius is praying the apostles were persecuted and they were arrested and they're put in jail and they're beaten and while that's happening, Cornelius is praying. And while the place where the church was gathered together for prayer was being shaken. Folks, this is not just some fairy tale. The place where they were gathered together was shaken because of prayer. And while that was happening, Cornelius was praying. Seven deacons were being appointed. And they began to serve the church in Acts chapter 6. And while they're doing it, Cornelius is praying. Simon the sorcerer was trying to purchase the power of God. And Cornelius is praying. Philip the evangelist was baptizing the Ethiopian eunuch in the desert. And Cornelius was praying. Saul was being apprehended by Jesus on the road to Damascus. Amen. And and Cornelius was praying. Peter was praying for Dorcas to be raised from the dead. And while this was all happening, Cornelius was praying. See, we get to Acts chapter 10. And we get to read the first couple of verses and it's easy just to see what the scripture says and to realize, okay, there's a new person in the story. But the Bible says he was sending up prayers and alms to God for somebody, an ordinary person to come to him and tell him about an extraordinary God. And while this is all happening, Cornelius was praying. 
And I get to come. You get to come into the house of the Lord this morning. And we get to enjoy the worship. And we get to enjoy the presence of God. And for that I'm so thankful. But who, while we're here, is somewhere praying right now. They don't have the perfect words. They may not know the exact sentences to say. But somebody is crying out to a God for an extraordinary experience because of an ordinary person. So I asked you this morning just a simple question. Who is currently praying? I'm thankful for a praying church. I thank the Lord that the church was built on prayer. There's a call and a need to prayer. We cannot lose prayer. We must be in prayer. Don't don't stop praying. Get yourself in prayer. Get yourself in fasting and prayer. Get yourself in a time with God where there's a praying that radiates from you all the time. I thank God for that. But who is currently praying that we don't know? The incredible connection of the Old Testament to the New. You see the book of Jonah. Jonah was asked to go to a group of people he didn't like. He was asked to go preach to a group of people that did all kinds of nasty things to God's people. They would hang dead bodies along the road that the Jews walked on. And the custom was when they came in contact with the dead body, then they had to go through all kinds of ceremonial rites. They did it just to cause them anguish and caused them a disheartening you can only imagine what that would do you're just going about your day doing mind your own business and all of a sudden you're having to be consumed with all kinds of ceremonies because of what someone did just to disrupt your day and Jonah's told to go to these people in Nineveh to preach to them so that they can be spared and the last thing he wants to do is go there He doesn't even like them. And he goes down to Joppa to to flee from preaching to a people he doesn't like. And you got the story. It's not a fairy tale, folks. It's a real story. He's thrown overboard. He's swallowed by a whale. Matthew tells us that. And he's three days in the belly of that whale and comes to his senses and he prays and God gives him another opportunity to go to people he doesn't like and he goes and preaches just a simple message and the Bible says that everyone in the city of Nineveh responded everybody you can read in Jonah chapter 4 Jonah's not even too happy about it he's actually kind of upset He didn't want to go in the first place and he ended up being convinced to go because after you're in the belly of a whale three days and three nights, you'll do just about anything. But then he's not even happy about them all responding. So you have Jonah that went to Joppa 
to flee a people he didn't like so he didn't have to preach to them. And then he did and they all responded. And you have the connection to the New Testament. You have Peter and Jesus calls him the son of Jonah. And people are sent from Joppa to come to Peter to preach to people that he's never preached to before. And he goes to a house of a man and tells him about the Lord. And it's this man that was praying this whole time for an ordinary person to come and tell them about an extraordinary God who is currently praying. Oh, it, you, you meet someone at the mailbox and you're just someone who lives on the street, but how do you know that they haven't been praying? You go through the same checkout line and you're friendly and thank the Lord for that. But how do you know that they haven't been praying? You step into your job place and the people you see on a daily basis and they got a smile on their face, but deep down in their heart, there could be absolute despair. How do you know they're, that they're not currently praying for an ordinary person to tell them about an extraordinary God? So I challenge you this morning. I challenge you not to fall into the trap of just the mundane and the ordinary and the status quo. I challenge you this morning to let yourself lay before the Lord until He gets your attention that maybe there's men that's been sent from Joppa that you don't know that's been, been sent by a man that's been praying. Cornelius is religious, but he doesn't know the God the way he wants to. That's a lot of people in our society. There's all kinds of religion. It's everywhere. Whatever brand and type you want, you can find it. All the way to people who don't even believe in God. You can find it. So there's all kinds of religion. That's not what people are looking for. People are praying. For an extraordinary God to be told to them by an ordinary person. Just like you and I. The best thing that you could ever give to anyone this Christmas season. Is to tell them about an extraordinary God. From an ordinary person. Because you don't know if they've been currently praying and I can tell you from that event of Peter going to Cornelius' house it changed the trajectory of their whole family it changed how you and I this morning can come into the house of the Lord and to worship him and to praise him as a Gentile people. It changed history. 
Because there was someone praying. We have no idea the greatest revival that could ever happen in this city could still be happening by a person who's praying right now. Amen. Just for an ordinary person to tell them about an extraordinary God. I had a funeral on Friday morning. A great, great man from the West Side Church, Ricky Blizzard. Ricky Blizzard was a good, good man. And I, I've only been blessed to know him the last 11 years. But Ricky Blizzard's life was transformed decades ago. Uh, this is all I know, okay? I'm only going on what I've been told. You didn't mess with the Blizzard family. There was going to be a hurt laid on you if that happened. <laughs> and I'll never forget the night that I was on the west side for church. And Ricky Blizzard was in service. And Randy Harris was in service. Nan's son. Ricky and Randy used to hang out together when they were young. And they were bad. I'll take it from the sister. Yeah. I never ever asked what they did. I didn't want to know. I really didn't want to know. I just knew that from their mouths that both of them had lifestyles that was not something that they wanted people to exemplify. And I sat at Tim Hortons after church and watched Ricky say to Randy, I can't believe you're in church. And I watched Randy say to Ricky, I can't believe you're in church. And both people could not believe that the other person was in church. And I told the people at Ricky's funeral the other day, Randy's a pastor. He's pastoring a church in St. Andrews now. This is what happens when an ordinary person comes in contact with an extraordinary God and lives are changed and transformed by the power of someone praying. I don't know what was prayed and I don't know what was said. All I know is because somebody was praying, God reached down and took two lives that were a disaster and put their lives together and transformed the trajectory of their future. And I watched on Friday morning as the comments were shared and the eulogy was told how Ricky did not have any problem telling people about his faith. He had no problem telling people what God had done in his life. And I can guarantee you this morning in St. Andrews, there's a preacher telling somebody of what God can do in their life. 
who is currently praying right now for you and I, ordinary people, to tell them about an extraordinary God. If you came into this building, music come. If you came into this building this morning, and you're just waiting for an extraordinary experience with God, you've come to the right place. You've come to the right location. I'm just an ordinary person today. Grew up in just a little town. I make up words. Oh yeah, I do. May even have happened already in the sermon. I don't know. I'll be, I'll be uh, notified on the way home. You tried to say this, and you tried to say this, and you said this, and this is not a word. It happens on a regular basis. Benjamin, I, Shakespeare made up 40,000. I always feel like I can make up a few. Just an ordinary person. Blessed to be the pastor of a great church. But I'm just an ordinary person this morning. And I'm here to tell you about an extraordinary God. That no matter what's happening in your life right now, whatever the situation is right now, you're in the right place. Hearing it from an ordinary person that he can do extraordinary things in your life. If you were praying in the night, if you were praying last week, if you've been praying over the last month, if you're online right now and you've been praying and you're just wondering if somebody's listening, let me tell you, God is listening and he's sending you an ordinary person this morning to tell you about an extraordinary God. He can come into your situation and circumstances and He can put it back together. He can take the broken pieces and make something beautiful. He can take a life that's shattered and create a masterpiece. He's an extraordinary God. You're in the right place this morning. To come in contact with an extraordinary God. God, I thank you today for every person that is in this building. We're no different than the people that you used within the Bible. We get to read about them. and We get to see their faults and failures and shortcomings. But God, you used them in spite of all of that. Just ordinary people doing extraordinary things because of you. And so, Lord, this morning in this building and people watching or listening online that just feel like maybe their life is on a merry-go-round or maybe they feel like their prayers are that they're praying are not going any higher than the ceiling. Maybe they just don't see any change happening in their circumstances. Maybe they're wondering, God, what, what's going to happen just around the corner? All kinds of questions and all kinds of things that people may be thinking this morning. Maybe someone was praying, even today, 
this past week. Maybe they've been praying over the past number of weeks or months, God, for a change in their situation. And, and God, the circumstances, the, the, dile- the dilemmas that they find themselves in, God, that they would, they would see something happen. And God, you put it into my spirit this morning to let them know that you've heard their prayer. And while they've been praying, you have been preparing ordinary people to be involved in extraordinary things of you. And so, God, this morning, every person under the sound of my voice, I pray God would reach out to you the best way they know how this morning for you to walk into their life and the things that are happening in their life right now. Just like you did to Ricky. Just like you did to Randy. And God, their lives were transformed and changed. And they became powerful men of God. Just like that, God. Let there be testimonies in people's lives this morning. Oh, Abekidolokoshokomaba. I felt God's presence today throughout this service and I can guarantee you that God's after someone this morning he's he's gently beckoning you to come close to him this morning so that he can do extraordinary things in your life it's okay just to be you It's okay this morning for you just to be you. You don't have to be someone else. You don't have to portray yourself as some particular, just looking for ordinary people so that he can do extraordinary things. Would you stand this morning? I feel a, a drawing of his presence. In every service we end with altar, And I'm opening this altar this morning for everyone that would like to come forward. Doesn't matter what's happening in your life. Doesn't matter the circumstances of your life right now. You got an extraordinary God waiting for you to step out of that seat. Make your way to this altar. You got an extraordinary God just waiting to do something powerful in your life. It's not something I can do. It's not something that I can accomplish in your life. No, no. It's an extraordinary God. He's just used an ordinary person to preach this morning about an extraordinary God. Just like he did Peter. Peter, there's people at your door. There's, there's been a man praying. Now, you need to go to this house, Peter. Tell them about me. When you tell them about me, his life will be changed and transformed forever. That's all I'm doing this morning. I'm just telling you about an awesome God, a powerful God, an unchanging God, a faithful God, a loving God, a merciful God, a gracious God, a healer, a provider, a sustainer, a protector. Hallelujah. He's your wisdom. He's your direction this morning. I'm telling you about an extraordinary God that's just looking for ordinary people. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.